Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne, and I'm here with two very talented people, Georgie and Alex Cleary, brother and sister, and you'd know their clothing. It's uh, Alpha 60. That's the label, and they've been going for about 10 years. Welcome to the program. Thank Hi. you. You come from uh, you, Georgie, um, graphic designer, started in Canberra. Yes. Uh, Alex was an engineer. It's not generally a combination to create a fashion label. So no. how did it start? Um, we kind of were just mucking around, to be honest. I, I was working as an engineer. I made him a shirt. Uh, he wore it. He was in Sydney at the time working for ANSET and um, made him a shirt and he wore it around. People liked it, that classic story. Can I make one? Made some for friends. And it sort of t rolled from there. Um, Anset went under. Al didn't want to work, you know, doing Isn't that it? anymore. We, yeah, so we just teamed up. We've worked together in funny little businesses since we were like 9 and 11. So we've always had these little entrepreneurial um, endeavours that, um, that we sort of did. As children. As children. Yeah. And so it kind of was a really easy move for us to work together. It wasn't something I sort of probably thought maybe we were, we were always going to. But our paths did take quite separate ways uh, for that while. And then, yeah, we joined up and it's so awesome. It's very easy. You know, you'd make a few shirts, people like them. You must, there must have been a point where you said, look, I think we have something here. Let's make a collection. And there yeah. must have been a void or an idea to start the business to start there with. There was. It, like, it... It did keep growing and, and growing and growing, but it was really nice at the beginning because it was such it was a hobby, and we didn't have those commercial pressures on uh, designing for pro to make a business sustainable. And as you do, as it grows into more, and then at one stage we didn't have a collection or anything together, and we got asked to be part of a show at Fashion Week that included uh, Obus and Gwendolyn and Six and maybe some others, but I can't maybe even remember. Ball, maybe maybe. Tina Borg, yeah. Um, and in Melbourne or Sydney? It was in Sydney at the Australian Fashion Week, and we had our shirts and some things together, and then we had to create a collection for that, didn't we? Yeah. So that was kind of one of the stepping stones into that. We were still considering it very much a hobby at that stage, but then we uh, uh, sort of time went on after that, and we'd got enough momentum behind and enough sort of following. We... We had sort of 35 accounts at one stage in Australia and New Zealand um, that we were selling shirts to, so there was enough momentum and we decided we'd uh, take the step and try and do more. Hey, I think another big turning point for us was we got asked to do um, a uh, show at the NGA as part of the um, Vivian Westwood exhibition and that came to us and that was sort of something that in terms of when you said you got asked to be part of that show... Oh, sorry, it was a, to do a catwalk or a presentation, a live presentation at the NGA, um, which was oh. in conjunction with the Vivian Westwood... Part of the program. Perspective. Yeah. Thing. yeah, and that was amazing to us because that was a big deal and... Um, it is a big deal. Yeah, so that was something we also then stepped up um, another notch and that kind of um, opened up a few exciting things for I mean, us. It, Alex and Georgia, it's easy to say, look, we did some shirts. There must have been something in that shirt design there that was. spoke 
volume. It was. It was. It, what it, was it? It really hit the. It was shirts with like hand prints on them, and that was. It really just hit into what people were wanting, and we couldn't make them faster. We printed them all at home in the kitchen. Our house was covered from one end to the other in shirts drying and making and printing. When you say hand prints, what? Um, hand screen prints. Oh, right. So we had a small um, uh, screen printing machine and um, we were limited by the, the size of A5. So we printed, um, I drew pictures, we cut screens and we printed over the pockets. So they were very standard like business shirts and they had this print over the pocket and it just seemed to... It hit the right spot at the time. There were some interesting and exciting retail avenues for us at that time, which I think, um, you know, like Fat 52 was new, um, Alice Euphemia, stores like that that were, gave us a chance to grow. Um, but, yeah, those shirts, that we've never had something kind of so great since, like so, um, it, you know, it important. Must, it must be every designer's dream to have that winning item. You know, you think it's just... It walks out the door. But from your experience over 10 years, there are the elements, the pieces that just go, what were we thinking? It's sitting there. I don't know why we did it. Oh, as in uh, hits and misses. Yeah. Yeah. There's all the time. And, you know, we've sort of, you said there weren't other things, but we've done, we had a pleat scarf that, you know, half of Melbourne were probably wearing, uh, ladies in Melbourne wearing at one stage, and a River Phoenix T-shirt that, you know, was three quarters of the guys in Melbourne were wearing it once, and those things. But yeah, totally right. There's there's as many, you know, when you try and design things that are a bit different and not to a certain formula, you're going to have misses and hits how, and in betweens. How, and do you, how do you start the collections? Generally, is it a conversation? Is it an idea? Um, we probably yeah, it probably is a conversation, quite a, like a verbal thing, and. Um, I just start sketching, and that's probably my thing. I just have books and books full of sketches, and I just sit down and, you know, draw. And um, we, you know, galleries are a huge inspiration for us. We go for a stroll. We, we you know, the classic kind of look around um, at people, at friends, at galleries, at movies, all the same old references. What's been nice about uh, Alpha 60, uh, just my personal take, is that, in the last few years, last five years, there's been a real um, uh, draw card, a real attraction to this very uncomfortable fitted clothing that women particularly have been wearing on the streets that kind of, you know, you look and you think, I hope my daughter doesn't wear this type of stuff. What's so great about your stuff is you look at it and you say, it's actually well designed, but I could see people in it. It's actually, you don't have to be half naked to enjoy fashion. Yeah, I think that's probably right. We, um, something that we kind of work towards is something that you pop on because it suits our lifestyle. You pop on in the morning and it carries you through whatever you're doing for the day, um, including perhaps going out for dinner or an opening or whatever. So we sort of, our clothes are meant to be easy um, in a lot of ways and, uh, and they suit a lot of types of people and a lot of age groups and that's something we're quite proud of. Um, in the way that we have 17-year-old customers and we have 70-year-old customers. Um, and that's, uh, it, yeah, it works. And that ease, perhaps, that you're talking about is what means it can spread across a lot of people. You've got quite a lot of retail outlets now. I mean, there's a heavy emphasis on retail rather than wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Are you still wholesaling? or you kind of Well, no, we, uh, like a few years ago, we, we started our retail store and it was a model that worked really well for us. It, 
just because we found that you could uh, we could create a whole atmosphere. Like you know, it's not just about the clothes; it's about the design of the stores, the uh, how the music is, uh, what you, how your staff act. Um, uh, just a, a experience. Uh, yeah, a whole experience that we could create and had control of. And that was really appealing to us. And we found that that worked for our product and those sorts of things. So we uh, took, a, took a step to back off from wholesale and just do retail. And we've been doing that for the last sort of five years, I think. And How many stores now do you uh, Our 10th store will be opening in July. So, um, it's amazing. Yeah, which is it's quite... So a Sydney, good, Melbourne. Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. Um, and then Queensland will be opening uh, mid this year. When you're designing, obviously the climate's different, the market's quite different, Brisbane's more casual. Do you have to provide different collections to Brisbane we, as opposed to Melbourne? Uh, uh, we we don't, don't at the moment, but it's something we'd like to do. But it's more often... Um, we, we sort of provide the same collection and just see different elements of it selling. So even though Perth is a, a vastly different to Melbourne in terms of uh, climate, it's a lot hotter, but the, the people still go on holidays and want the coats and those sorts of things. So it's, it's, we give them that option, but we just sort of see the, the sales and a little we bit did, different. It would be a bit weird for us to tailor it to different ways because we kind of just do what we do and we, and we haven't really compromised on that um, for anything. Um, and the, the first time we're doing separate collections is just coming up as we launch into America. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that's July this year with, as well. With a shop or with a wholesale? No, wholesale. Wholesale. So, we're, yeah, for the first time we're creating a northern hemisphere seasonal range um, and working with our distributors over there to, um, to do that launch. We've sort of done overseas before, but we've never really offered a... A, a correct season range because you know obviously we've been flip flip season so this is our first step which means a bit more work designing new collections but it's really exciting i'd have to correct you uh, alex you have actually been overseas before your work has been in liberties in yeah London. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so and i remembered how delighted i was to see yeah it. We, we we sold to some great stores we sold to liberty in london we sold to it in hong kong lane crawford in hong kong um uh, if we had a number of accounts in Japan and through Europe, but uh, like I said, we, we only offered them our seasons. Like we didn't uh, give them the right clothes at the right time. So there was there's always that barrier there. Because we were teeny tiny at that point. We were, <laughs> we were such a small uh, business and we still are. You know, we're totally independent and we only do things as we can afford. Man. You know, if we get enough money, we open a shop. Um but at that time, like, we just had to make choices because we couldn't do everything, and retail felt like the right move at the time. Manufacturing has traditionally been quite difficult in Australia for fashion. Um, fashion labels struggle because, you know, can't get the right fabrics, can't get the right uh, technicians, the production house. It's not like Europe that has, you know, mm. hundreds of years of history when it comes to fashion. What do you think are the main challenges producing in something Australia. in Australia because you are still producing it. No, we've 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 gone entirely offshore um, uh, in a few years ago because we, of the because challenges. of the challenges. <laughs> right, yeah, we're too hard. It was too hard. It, it was and offshore is not about necessarily about cost. Um, it's about being able to get the resources to do what you want to do. Um, we it was a struggle here to 
it's a diminishing market and we weren't able to get fabrics. We weren't able to get the skills that we required and that was a So a you had, you'd have to simplify everything to suit the manufacturer yep, here. which we didn't want to do. Yes. Yeah. So some of your designs are quite complicated. Some are. Some are yeah. quite simple. Um, it, and now it's just uh, necessary. Uh, it is what it is. We get the, the quality that we're after overseas and the process is... It's is, sort of spiralled in a way. Like, you know, the industry started getting worse, so people were going offshore, so fabric companies would go under. So the whole thing just sort of spiralled, and yeah. now it's pretty hard to make in Australia right now. Yeah, it's a shame. Totally. It? Um, but, you know, these things happen. You also, one of the things you introduced menswear when you first started, and the business shirts were worn by men and women, you actually had menswear for a number of years, and then all of a sudden now it's only women's. You were saying that menswear is particularly difficult to support in Australia. Why is that? Um, a few things. It's just a general uh, shopping uh, attraction that is, is that seems to be with women that's not necessarily with men. I think men are definitely getting more and more fashionable and fashion conscious. But a couple of things, I think menswear was... is fairly simple and easily replicatable by, you know, bigger, cheaper brands um, and people are quite not looking for embellished big sort of statement pieces, which is yeah, what we were probably good at. Understated yeah. sort of was, was what boys were wanting. And we just found, you know, we used to be uh, 70% menswear, 30% women's and our women's categories just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger and um, that was where we had to focus our direction. But go, we are going to launch back into men's. Oh, good. Yeah, so good. men's wear... Don't give up on me. No, we're not. It, it will be back towards the end of this year. So no. it'll be a, a separate... simpler format. But simpler yeah. format, but as a separate store um, to just, just for men's wear. How do you work with clients? I mean, to actually get in touch with your client must be the hardest thing to do because, you know, clients really aren't that so loyal anymore. I don't think. But how do you really connect to that client? I think our client is really is loyal. It? Yeah. We have a lot of um, regular customers and, and they build up relationships with our staff. And um, we, we, we do find we have loyalty with our customers. Yeah, yeah that's a big part of how... Like, our, our clothes aren't particularly... Seasonal is not the right... Like, trend-driven and... See, like yeah. Well, that's an, a good point, Alex, that... Trends really now, fashion trends, have really been dying out for the last, since, you know, the 70s, when there was a very specific fashion look. The 60s was specific, the 50s. The 80s, I'd say, was probably the last time we had a really strong, but now people kind of wear what they want to wear. Certainly, you know, we can't compete at a trend level, and that's not our desire kind of thing. We can leave that to to the bigger bigger brands and the, you know, um, the bigger chains, but our trend is more that we—it's our our sort of DNA of our brand, and, and the 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 look that we have sort of continues season after season, and the variations and different colours and different sort of uh, silhouettes and all. But often you could pick something that's Alpha Sixty, if, even if you don't really know what season it's from. So that's really our trend is to continue that sort of 
the, the footprint that our label has across seasons. Which is why you probably build a loyalty because they can build on their wardrobe from Which us. is a great idea it's and cool. it's very sustainable. Definitely. I mean, this whole idea of throwing out every season totally. to encourage you to say, oh, no, we had red this year, now we have to have green. Totally. It's really quite annoying, yeah, isn't it? we sort of don't. I think people can have the alpha and wear it for ages and um, build on it so they come back. So it's nice. Like that's, um, And the retail stores have been so great for that. That's how we connect with people is through retail. Well, what are you finding the most challenging thing at the moment? Is it just keeping up with the growth of the business? Because 10 stores is quite substantial. That's, that's not, that's doesn't not, seem, that's not so hard. I, I don't know. Keeping up with people's attention spans. Because they're so quick. They're yeah. quick. They want stuff, um, you know, people want to see new things all the time. We used to drop two seasons a year. Which is fine. And now we do 10. Amazing. So, yeah. Ten drops a year yeah. of new product. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So logistically, that must be a nightmare. Well, <laughs> it's just it's a yeah. lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you do, yeah. You, so you, you do variations of things. Oh, no. Well, it's actually, they're, ten, they're unique collections with unique photo shoots and, uh, and colour <sighs> schemes and, you know, like full uh, sort of all the, the thoughts behind them. So, so every month you're doing a different collection. Pretty much, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But in a way, like, um, it's it, the, the idea behind it is, you know, we've got to keep things fresh and interesting for our customers because we find that they are in every couple of weeks and things like that. So they're not shopping every six months. They're shopping every two, three weeks. So we, we want to keep the stores looking fresh and progressive for them. So we've sort of taken on a, a business model that doesn't produce a lot of anything, but we're trying to produce things more often just so that you can have those variations if you if you like. And I think that used to be considered a fast fashion uh, sort of model for a yeah. business and that's changing I think. We recently went to a talk uh, business of fashion in Sydney about the future of retail and that was ha- that's happening in high end stores now too. It's just um, keeping people interested and that's oh. that I think that's our biggest challenge. Yeah. What the pleasure of working, um, I mean, obviously it's not just a nine-to-five thing anymore. What spark is the spark now for you? Is it just coming up with those ideas? A little bit. That's, that's really part of the joy is just being able to create more things and all the time. Like it, George just mentioned, it's a challenge, but it's also really the joy, it's isn't it? It's so satisfying. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's what drives us and, is creating and... and seeing the product and seeing people wear it and, you know, and working together. We're a good team. That's, you know, I wouldn't do it without Al and that's a big part of the joy. Is there a point, do you have, you know, no limit, you know, times where you say, look, we're not talking fashion, weekends? Do you have a policy oh. where you say, look, enough, we, I need a break? Funny, our discussions, are, not often they're probably fashion. not often fashion as such. It's probably a, a lot more business orientated or just... Um, you know, we're not often talking about dresses or about fabrics or those sorts of things. It's it's more, you know, how we're looking at developing the brand or what can we do? What else can we get into? Like, what else can we make? Because you working make shoes? On shoes. Yeah, shoes. Uh, the handbags are our n- new thing that we're sort of working on to develop a range into that. Um, we're and- consistently excited, which is nice. <laughs> like, we don't run – that doesn't ever go. Like we're we're eager to keep going and we want to keep doing the business and keeping it afloat and so we talk about that I guess a lot but um 
but yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, there's that's... plenty of other distractions. Yeah. <laughs> what um, I mean, graphic design's obviously a very um, uh, immediate connection to fashion because you know there is a graphic quality to your designs. Engineering, uh, Alex. What do you bring to your engineering background? Is it the organisation, the attention yeah. to detail? Oh, every every engineering is all about syst- uh, like problems, systems, solutions, and that's the same in every business or every process. You've got a problem, you work out a system, how to fix it, and you or, and to get the solution. And that's that kind of has been a um, you know those the logic. Problem solving. Problem solving is has been really valuable through the through the whole process, be it in business, be it through the design process, be it through you know management of now our staff, management of everything. So it's a everything's fashion design is just a part of the of the big business really. So I mean, people look at fashion design and they think it's so glamorous, and it is in a way. But you know, the photo shoots are glamorous, and seeing people try on great clothes is glamorous. But it is hard work. It's and the discipline I imagine is fairly extraordinary. Yeah, and we operate. You know, like yeah, there are moments. It's great to drink champagne on the lawns of Government House and to do the fashion shoots with all the models and and have fun and the parties and things. But you know, that's just a just a moment of the of of the week or the month or whatever. And the rest of it's organising and running the business. I think there's a lot of great designers out there. I think what separates, uh, you know, everyone else, you know, from great designers to people who can manage. The business as well as, as that because as you can imagine trying to put out those 10 ranges a year and the logistics behind it the stuff the um the, the just running all of our stores and now sort of developing a wholesale arm as well there's a lot to lot to do i think that's why we're a good team because we have different skills so al coming from he did engineering commerce so there was a business element to that we grew up in a small business and then i coming from a your design, parents had a nursery yeah and we learnt so much from that. We didn't even know we knew stuff until we applied it to our own. We thought everybody knew that stuff. Yeah. And, and just but how encompassing a small business is, like it, it, be it a, a nursery or be it a, like a fashion label or something, like you're thinking about it all the time and we noticed mum and dad doing that. Or discussion at the dinner table was always about something or how to improve this or the problems they have with that. And... We did, we learned how and we, and we knew that they just wore a lot of hats and I think that's what's got us through in business is that we did we do everything and and as we grow like less so, like our, our roles get more defined, but we're not afraid of like packing a box or whatever has to be done gets done. I think we learned that from mum and dad. You know that it's um it is nice to see someone who looks at the holistic side of um, a business. You've also recently been included in the National Gallery of Victoria. Uh, in 200 years of fashion and amongst, you know, some of the leading designers that Australia has produced. And so that must have been an enormous thrill. Oh, a highlight, massive. wasn't it? <laughs> that was massive for us. We love the gallery. It's such an honour. They acquired our, our outfit, which was just an, another step on top of that, which was amazing. For their permanent collection. Yes. Um, a big deal for us. A really big honour. Because you really, you're in, in great company with people like Prue Acton, yeah, uh, um, amazing. Yeah, like, great. Just we feel we're we're pr- we're pretty thrilled about that. That's a a big career highlight that will be hard to top. Look, it's been great talking to you. I think you're doing an amazing job. And what's 
fascinating about you two is you're so grounded. And I think that's probably because you've got that business acumen as well as the talent, the, you know, creative talent. But a lot of fashion designers get to a certain point and to even contact them is like, I'll go through my PR company. <laughs> it's, it's lovely being able to ring out We're Alex. We're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's just not, you know, that's not, we're not, our desire or our motivations not to for those reasons you know we love working together we love creating things we love working with all the people that we do work with and it and may not have been fashion for us I always thought we'd probably have a business that is creative that we can make a living off it might not have been fashion that wasn't the kind of agenda if if you were changed direction now and said look I want to break from fashion what business or area would you go into or you haven't even thought about it oh, like well interior like part of you know we get to create frocks which is fun but that's just one part of that like we work really hard on designing the interiors of our stores and those sorts of things are we really love fun that part. yeah that's Do you a, work that, with architects and designers yeah we, we work with um a couple of friends particularly jen berrian who's now in um new york but you know we we come with really strong ideas and and work work with them, and it's a really nice collaborative process. So probably that's interiors, maybe in, gardens. Yeah, gardens. <laughs> maybe yeah. that'd be cool. <laughs> Anything, I don't know. Yeah, because right, it could have you been did a your own, you did a warehouse recently. Yeah, that yeah. was mainly your design. Yeah, design. that's right. Yep, we worked so with, we Jen, work on with Jen on that as well. But yeah. it was yeah, we were really involved in that. We we're on the tools in the morning, digging holes and painting it. And oh well, yeah, maybe me and Mother George. But that and that was such an exciting process to be part of. And we're, we're part of that through all our stores. Like you know, I get really involved in the building and the um, and so the design sort of evolves a lot as as we're building it, depending on the space. And we things. don't and outsource that. Yeah, and it's a really nice sort of process that we enjoy. Look, thanks so much for coming on the show. Cool, thanks, thanks for having us. Um, you've been with Georgie and Alex Cleary from Alpha 60 and you've been listening to Stephen Crafty Talking Design. Thanks so much for listening.